seen and also promote anything Bill Gates has to say out there. So we have to really, really watch from where our information is coming from and being that COVID didn't work and keep people inside. We have to unleash riots across the country. And we'll be talking about that next here on the Cafe American radio show. It's 9 p.m. here on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM. I picked up the phone. She said, hey, it's me. I know it feels like forever since I heard your voice But I guess that's how it had to be So we talked a while Till she said I better go But before we hung up She said there's something you need to know I found someone It just happened out of the blue even though I'm moving on It don't mean that I don't still love you And you'll always have A place here in my heart But somewhere in this new life I've begun I found someone Well, I wasn't surprised Still it hit me kinda hard It's hard to believe a little space and time Could turn into miles and worlds apart I said I'm happy for you You deserve the very best Since you've been gone I've done some praying Some searching for myself And I found someone It just happened out of the blue even though I'm moving on It don't mean that I don't still love you And you'll always have A place here in my heart Somewhere in this new life I've begun I found someone But it took tears and time down on my knees And it's not who I found someone It just happened out of the blue And it took everything I had It took me losing you But you'll always have A place here in my heart Somewhere in this new life I've begun Looking for my place under the sun I found someone Yes, it's Sobfest Radio here on 90.1 WUSB Stony Brook <laughs> Wow, what a downer that song was. 
I didn't think it was going to be that. Holy cow. Go grab some tissues and think about some lost love. So we need to really, really talk about what happened in Minnesota. Because this is outrageous. George Floyd, amateur pornographer, actually amateur porn actor, by the way. Uh, But, so here's my thing about George Floyd. You're never going to hear me say that the event did not occur. And you're never going to hear me say anything other than that event is tragic. It's awful. I know a couple of people that know people that uh, know the family and certain people that are close or were close to Mr. Floyd. Uh, There's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes that aren't public, and I'm not going to break that story here. But, as we know, I'm usually suspicious about everything. Everything that's portrayed in the mainstream media, I'm going to question. And that's why you listen to this program, because you are also suspicious of a lot of things. So here's my first really, really weird thing to think about. So, let's talk about the video of Mr. Floyd. The first video that we see of George Floyd, he's on the floor. Oh, and by the way, let me also preface this. Racism exists. So let's not try to deny that. Let's not try to say, well, he was asking for it, and if he wasn't acting like a moron, he would... Let's just cut all of that out of the picture. Racism exists, okay? Let's not talk about it because it's there. I don't want to hear anything else otherwise. So, back to the video. So, George Floyd. We see a video of him on the sidewalk. And he's sitting on the sidewalk. He's cuffed. He's got his hands behind his back. The cops pick him up. The next video that we see is from in front of or from one side of the truck. We see the police officer looking directly into the camera that's photographing him. We see the police officer's knee on George Floyd's neck. And we also see a couple of different things that don't make a lot of effing sense. The first thing, the badges. You have the Asian officer... Look at his badge in the photograph. Look at the officer that is kneeing George Floyd's neck. Look at him. The badges do not match. So why don't the badges match? That's my first question. My second question. What happened between the time George Floyd was standing, not resisting, and cuffed in front of the police officers on the sidewalk, what happened between that point and the point George Floyd was on the ground with a knee on his neck? Third, I don't want to hear anything from anybody saying that, well, if George Floyd could talk and say he couldn't breathe, then obviously he wasn't being choked. So the lugs have a lot of space in them. They have a lot more space in them than you think they do. And if George Floyd is sitting there on the ground with a knee on his neck saying that I can't breathe, that is the exhalation of any reserved pockets of oxygen and air within George Floyd's lungs saying, oh my God, I'm in a lot of trouble. Get me out of it. So 
the idea that, well, he's speaking, so he's not choking, is out the window. He had reserve pockets of oxygen, just like everybody does in a panic situation, saying, get off my effing neck. The fourth thing that I find suspicious is if you look at the police car in the video or the photograph, while George Floyd is on his stomach behind the car with the officer on his neck, look at that police car. Look at that police car's license plate. It is a vanity plate, and it says the word police. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never, ever, ever have seen a police vehicle with the license plate police on it. It's usually the precinct followed by the car number. So if you are from precinct 2, driving car 10, it would read 02-10. It wouldn't read the word police. Also, in an unmarked car, if you are an unmarked car, you're not going to have the vanity license plate that reads police. Let that sink in. So what are we looking at in that photograph? Something doesn't add up. You, as a private citizen, can't go to the DMV and say, I would like a vanity license plate, and I want it P-O-L-I-C-E. I want it to read police. They're going to look at you and say, no. Go pound sand, you lunatic. Not going to happen. But here we are. We have to believe this photo, that it's true, that a police car with the license plate police, yes, this is actually a valid photograph, and these two officers with different badges, yes, they're all part of the same police force. Supposedly, they finally arrested the officer that killed George Floyd. Well, if you look at the guy's mugshot, it looks like a different person. A lot of the facial features are similar, but it looks like a different person. The ears on the person that they arrested or the uh, the mugshot that they presented, the ears are wrong. Ears are basically fingerprints. It's another set of fingerprints. Nobody has the same exact ear structure as anybody else on the planet. Your earlobe is unique. Just as beautiful and unique as your personality. But the person that was supposedly arrested has different earlobes than the police officer that was kneeing George Floyd's neck. The chin doesn't look right. The hairline doesn't look right. So somebody is zooming somebody else. Now, Floyd's death occurred on May 25th. Let us go to Paris on May 28th, a scant three days later. And lo and behold, what do we see in Paris? We see a police officer kneeing a black man on the neck in the same fashion, also looking at a camera. This doesn't make any sense. 
Why are two police forces literally thousands and thousands of miles apart posing for cameras showing the same stance, a knee on an African-American or a a French-African, I I was going to say African-American, that doesn't make any sense, but a black person in France. Same pose, both looking into the camera. What's going on here? This seems a little too well orchestrated for me. The other thing that doesn't make any sense between George Floyd and the cop that arrested him. Supposedly, these two people worked in the same nightclub as bouncers. Apparently, Floyd worked the outside, the officer. I can't think of the guy's name. It's really awkward, his name. Uh, Let's see if we got this. No. Oh, here it is. Derek Chauvin? Chauvin? C-H-A-U-V-I-N? Chauvin? So, apparently Mr. Chauvin worked on the inside of the club while Mr. Floyd worked on the outside of the club. So that's suspicious. The other thing that's suspicious is supposedly Mr. Floyd is an attorney. Now, I heard this way in the beginning of this whole thing. Supposedly, Mr. Floyd is an attorney. Now, I have not done enough research on this, so he may or may not be an attorney. But if he is, this next little snippet would be interesting as well. Because Mr. Uh, Chauvin, is that how we say his name? Well, we'll say it like that for tonight, Chauvin. Mr. Chauvin's name apparently shows up in WikiLeaks documents for money laundering. Mr. Floyd was supposedly looking into Mr. Floyd... I mean, Mr. Chauvin, for money laundering as well. So a lot of these things on a local level don't make sense. Why is Mr. Floyd on the ground? We don't know why. And then, and then, we find video, because you can look this up on Twitter, we find video from the other angle, because the video that's all famous right now is showing Mr. Chauvin with the vehicle between the camera and Mr. Chauvin and Mr. Floyd. So we don't see the full scene. We only see that. We find video from the opposite side, showing three other officers on top of Floyd, and along with Mr. Chauvin, kneeing him in the neck. Now, what's interesting about that video, showing the other side of the whole event, is that we see nobody... Nobody on the opposite side of the car giving us the photo that has run rampant throughout the media. What I'm saying is, is that the video from the opposite side that shows clearly four officers on top of Floyd shows no innocent bystanders, shows nobody else against the storefront where Floyd was supposedly arrested. So who filmed the video? Who took the picture with the car between the person that took the picture and showing Mr. Chauvin on Floyd's neck. Who took that picture? And why wasn't there anybody in front of the store or on the other side of the vehicle that clearly shows three officers and nobody else in the frame on top of Floyd? How? What is going on here? Who doctored the video? And why does that police car have a license plate that says police on it? Somebody is scamming somebody here, and I am not about to buy it, ever. 
916 here on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM. Since the 
921 here on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM. This is the Cafe American Radio Show. I'm your host, Chris, and we sit here every other Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. and we talk about politics, current events. And if anybody wants to stop in, we talk about smut. But nobody wants to stop in and talk to me because they think I'm a lunatic. And I probably am. So we're talking about the death of Mr. Floyd and how it is tragic and how there are discrepancies in the story. So naturally what we do when there is a death like Mr. Floyd's is that we riot. Oh, I'm sorry, we protest. Um, It's not called rioting. It's called protesting. In fact, uh, there is uh, an article by Jonathan Turley, and he decided to bestow upon us Craig Melvin from MSNBC and co-anchor of Today. He said, Melvin tweeted a guide, quote-unquote, that images on the ground are not to be described as rioting, but rather protests. Well, when I see a bunch of people, and no, this is not focused on one race, because there's plenty of different races out there rioting and breaking into targets, uh, plenty of people out there that are rioters. They're not protesters. Rioters. In fact, the bridge here on Long Island, Smith's Point, I'm hearing, has been closed down due to rioters. So my issue with the rioters is as follows. This seems to be a coordinated effort. We have Minnesota, the epicenter of the whole event. Mr. Floyd dies. All of a sudden, we've got protests. I, rioters. You have rioters out there. They started off as protests during the daytime. But at nighttime, that's when everything changes. What has emerged from this is we see an individual dressed in all black that kicks off the riots in Minnesota by smashing in the windows of an auto zone. Well, let's take a closer look at said individual that kicks off the riots in Minnesota. Well, he's dressed in all black. He has got a high-grade gas mask on, one of those bougie types that have the big faceplate in front of it and two big filters on it so that the only thing that you can see is basically his eyes. He's carrying a a hammer. And he starts to smash in all of the windows while holding a black umbrella. Uh Aha. This is very significant because it's the same week that JFK's birthday occurs on. And we all know about the black umbrella in the Zapruder film where JFK was shot. This is messaging, ladies and gentlemen. This is messaging. So this person then runs off into the sunset, and we don't hear from him ever again. There was some video footage of people approaching this person and saying, are you with the cops? Are you with the cops? And this person gets very, very defensive and almost beats these people up, and then he rides off into the sunset, never to be seen again. And people then... Do the copycat thing. Well, if he did it, I'm going to do it. He kicked it off. And that's when we get all the raids. And that, not the raids, but the riots. That's when we get everything that comes out there. Okay. 
So let's take a look at Minnesota. We've got former Democrat presidential hopeful Klobuchar coming from Minnesota. We've got the governor of Minnesota who's a Democrat. We've got the mayor of Minnesota, Democrat. The police chief, Democrat. The cop, yes, cop, supposed cop that was in the gas mask, big-time Democrat. We've got a Democrat-run city that is fostering riots. In what city do you know where rioters are allowed to approach a police precinct and torch it? Doesn't that seem a little too passive for you? Do you know of any police officers that would leave a police precinct for rioters? Exactly. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. At all. The other problem that we're starting to see now is we have a lot of black, uh, uh, black-clothed people. I had to be very specific about that because I didn't want to go to sideways. So people dress in all black, but they have some sort of armband on them. And 99% of the time, these people happen to be very, very muscular and decked out in tattoos. It's turning out that these people that you see in all the protests with armbands on them, and they're not, they're not significant armbands, it's just like a little white strap on their arm, uh, they happen to be plainclothes police officers. And they're infiltrating all the protests. And usually, I'm not saying always, but usually people like those are agent provocateurs that kick off the rioting. We also have videos out there that show Antifa-like individuals paying other people to go nuts. Now, these Antifa-like people are the basic hipster-style-looking individual that you would normally see in Williamsburg. Bearded, with a little neckerchief, maybe riding a unicycle. You get the idea. Always with a basket, uh, a backpack. <laughs> and with a knot full of cash. Handing it out to other people. You can find videos of this, too. So what's going on here? The riots come out. People are arrested. You've got local people, people local to Minnesota, saying, we don't know any of these people that are rioting right now. So now we've got individuals that are busted, bust in to these cities that are hired to commit crimes and riot throughout the neighborhoods. And here's the other thing. All of the celebrities out there. Oh my gosh. We, this is tragic. We need to allow the people that have been arrested during these riots, I mean protests, we need to get them out of prison. Because it's just not fair. So what we do is we contact the Minnesota Freedom Fund. 
Everybody's doing it. It's great. We've got all sorts of celebrities out there donating to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. We've got Joseph Biden staff members donating to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Now, what exactly is the Minnesota Freedom Fund? Well, it's all about social justice. And it's all about making sure that true reform happens everywhere it goes. Well, do you know where the Minnesota Freedom Fund is getting its money from? Why, none other than George Soros, the executive director of the Minnesota Freedom Fund, is Tonya Honzi. Tonya Honzi is a graduate of the Soros Open Society Foundation Justice Department. So I've spoken about George Soros in the past. George Soros is essentially an anarchist. And I don't want to hear anything else. He's, he is funding anarchist organizations under the guise of NGOs, non-governmental organizations, and he uses minorities as cover to make sure his transnational globalist agenda gets executed properly. This isn't about race. This is about getting Donald Trump unelected. This is about getting transnational agendas pushed through into the United States, which has been resisting far more than anybody and any country within the European Union or Asia. This has something to do with an agenda, a new order, a new world order. Through its nationwide network of chapters, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society supports research efforts, educates, provides a variety of empowering programs, organizes fundraising events, and advocates for people with disabilities. To contact NMSS, call 1-800-FIGHT-MS or visit our website at nationalmssociety.org. May is National Mental Health Awareness Month. It was instituted in the United States in 1949 by Mental Health America, formerly the National Association for Mental Health, of which the Association for Mental Health and Wellness, MHAW, is a regional affiliate. It is a month where mental health and related organizations conduct a myriad of advocacy and educational activities based on a different theme each year. MHAW and our regional partner, the Mental Health Association of Nassau County, have taken the lead on these activities here on Long Island. In our continued effort to advance the ability of mental health care, information, and education, it is appropriate to devote one of these activities to a celebration of heroes. We also continue the fight to reduce the stigma and injustices that obstruct the path to hope and healing for too many people, including our military veterans. For more information or any questions, contact Ruth McDade at 631-471-7242. That's 631-471-7242. Extension 1329. Again, extension 1329. And you can email her at r 
M-C-D-A-D-E at M-H-A-W dot O-R-G. Nine thirty-six here on WUSB Stony Brook ninety point one FM. This is the Cafe American Radio. Whoa, radio show. We're here for another twenty-four minutes or so until ten o'clock, and then at ten o'clock, you've got an excellent program all about college sports. They're here every week, and you should listen to them because that's what you should do. You shouldn't listen to this mushy 
uh, conspiracy-ridden program uh, hosted by a borderline lunatic. You should actually listen to people that know what they're talking about. So that's at 10 o'clock, so stay tuned for them. Um, and uh, you'll be enthralled with it because college sports is a huge industry. It's enormous. And it is something that everyone should bet on. I mean, follow. Uh, in all honesty, watching college football is a lot more entertaining than watching the NFL uh, because you've got people doing backflips over other people and uh, they're really trying to be noticed out there on the field. So I understand the allure of college football. Not that I watch it. And not that I watch any sports. Um, so anyway, we were talking about... Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yes. Antifa. So, George Soros. Okay, so this is... You're going to have to... In order to do this, we're going to have to go a little bit beyond the horizon here. So, on the surface, we have Antifa. Who could be against fascism? Nobody. Nobody's going to say. I, I mean, who could who could be against fascism? Everybody is going to be against fascism. There's not one person that you're going to find that says, "Oh yes, we should have fascism in this country." So immediately, the print the pretense of Antifa is null and void. You're not going to find one person that says, yes, I want fascism in the United States and around the globe. So, the whole organization is bunk from the get-go. Second, the iconography, the little symbols that Antifa use, harkens back to the days of the 1930s in Germany when the Nazis and the communists fought one another. Yes, Antifa uses the same badges and the same iconography as the Communist Party did in Germany during the 1930s when there was a bunch of communist anarchists going around beating up Nazis. So what you're looking at is a communist organization or a neo-communist organization funded by individuals like George Soros and the pedophiles in Hollywood like Chrissy Teigen John Legend's icky wife. The reason why I call her that is because she posts a lot of quote-unquote jokes about pedophilia all over Twitter. And Twitter is another thing. Their day of reckoning is coming. Because how come people can, tw can tweet all sorts of disgusting things about pedophilia and pedophile jokes? Meanwhile, Donald Trump posts something about election fraud through mail-in ballots, and that, that is potential spam. And we have the truth bots that come out there and say that, no, 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 this may be a lie. But meanwhile, somebody that promotes Russiagate or Ukrainegate with no evidence, they're fine. Somebody that talks about pedophilia and pedophile jokes, like Chrissy Teigen, she's fine. No problem there. Somebody like Tom Hanks, who tweets creepy little pictures wherever he goes, showing toddler clothing and these weird, weird messages, he's fine. Yeah, Jack has got another thing coming. I'll tell you that much. So Antifa. Antifa on the surf. And everybody supports Antifa. Well, who could be against minority rights? Nobody's against minority rights. Nobody's against anybody's rights. Everybody should vote. Everyone should have a job. 
Everyone has the right to health care. Yes, I said it. Everyone has the right to health care. In the United States, there's no reason why anybody should be paying for health care. There's no reason why anybody should be paying for college. I'm sorry. If banks can get trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars printed out out of nothing, out of thin air, then there's no reason why every American citizen should not have health care and should not have a free ride to college. No reason. So Antifa comes out there and says, we are for minority rights, we want equality, we want all this other crap. Who's against that? Who in their heart of hearts is against something, a message like that? Nobody. But what people don't realize is Antifa is funded by individuals like George Soros, who are aligned with countries like the Chinese. See where I'm going here? Who are aligned with individuals in the United States like the Democrats and the never Trumpers like Mitch McConnell's wife, head of the Republican Senate. All of these people have a vested interest in getting Trump unelected, and they don't care how they do it. And it isn't just Democrats, because you've got Republicans that are doing the same thing. Antifa does not care about minority rights. That's the cover. That's the human shield. What they do care about is the George Soros-aligned globalist agenda bringing the United States into more alignment with what the current status of the EU is. Meaning, you don't have a Congress anymore. You have a bunch of bureaucrats that bestow their glorious situations and beautiful thoughts upon the populace without any voting. Yes, that's how the European Parliament works, ladies and gentlemen. It's a bunch of bureaucrats that just create laws and no country can go against it. And so they want the same thing for the United States. They want guns taken from people. They, you know, the whole thing, you get the idea. So Antifa is the brown shirts or the black shirts from the 1930s, depending if you're a German or Italian, and depending upon if you're owing your allegiance to Mussolini or Hitler, of the George Soros-style globalist agenda, who, by the way, they're all aligned. They're aligned with Democrats. Chinese money is coming in. Democrat money is coming in. Anti-Trump money coming in. It's all coming in. And you're telling me how many cities experienced riots at the same time, on the same days. That is not a grassroots effort. That is a coordinated effort. Run by a neo-communist organization funded by billionaires trying to unelect Trump. And by the way. You don't have to worry about social distancing if you're an Antifa member. Because you could just go out there and be shoulder to shoulder with people and try to beat up cops and try to beat up storefront owners. They're doing that. And here's another thing that I don't get, and a lot of people don't get either, is all of a sudden, sprinkled throughout all of these Democrat-run cities that somehow are experiencing riots and cops don't know how this all started. You're telling me that law enforcement 
isn't listening to a lot of conversations between people. Of course they are. So why is this being allowed? Why are precincts being allowed to be broken into and, and, and raided? You know, it doesn't make sense. Sprinkled throughout all these cities, guess what they have? People and rioters and Antifa members, they're finding pallets, pallets of masonry work and bricks. Just out in the open. Just out in the open. And miraculously, in the same spots where the quote-unquote protests are supposed to take place. This happened in Minnesota, North Carolina, all over the place. So what happened? Did the brick ferry stop by for Antifa only? Yeah, exactly. You're looking at a coordinated effort to get Trump out of office, and you're looking at an extreme form of interference in a presidential election. This has nothing to do with COVID. This has nothing to do with race rights and equality. It has everything to do with getting Trump unelected. And I promise you, I'm not kidding. I'm promising you that is the whole basis behind all of it. 946 here on WUSB Stony Brook. And we like to drink our beer 
Estado. Ten to the uh, yes, ten to the hour here on WUSB Stony Brook ninety point one FM. This is the Cafe American Radio Show, and we're here every other Sunday from eight to ten p.m. This just happens to be one of those Sundays that you're going to be regaled with brilliance for a little bit. Uh, coming up in about eight nine and a half minutes is a brilliant show about college sports. I can never remember the name of the show, and I should. It's a, I'm a horrible human being. I'm a terrible broadcaster for not doing that. We're talking about Antifa and all that good stuff. So, a lot of things are coming out about the organization. Here it is. Sports section. That's what you should listen to. Sports section. 10 p.m. every Sunday. So, stay tuned for that. Uh, because it actually is pretty good. So, anyway, Antifa, before I leave you to your own devices for another two weeks, is funded by international organizations, and you got a whole bunch of rubes in the United States that think Antifa is actually standing up for minority rights when it actually isn't, is actually promoting transnational rights that would summarily destroy things like the Constitution much more than it already has been destroyed, thanks to George W. Bush. A lot of references in there. So, we're finding out that Antifa is composed of a lot of far-left anarchists. And this is not going away. And the issue that is starting to show up is that it's becoming more and more apparent that far-left anarchists are using the African-American community as cover to create discord within American cities, American Democrat-run cities. And of course you're going to have copycats that aren't associated with Antifa at all, or organizations like Antifa and the Minnesota Freedom Fund. But now they're starting to say, now that media is starting to circle the wagons in flawless coordination, and saying, well, no, 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 no. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not Antifa causing the riots. It's really white supremacists. Now, please show me, please show me the white supremacists at any of these riots. 
I'm sorry, protests. Please show me videos of these white supremacists. Please show me pictures. Right. There's nothing there. They're trying to create more racial tension by saying it. this and all the rioting and all the fires and everything else is being perpetrated by white supremacists. This is classic, classic divide-and-conquer tactics on a CIA intel level. This is classic because this is an intelligence operation. And if you don't see it, then you haven't done your homework enough or enough homework. I'm trying to do two things at once, and it's not, it doesn't work properly. That's why I need a producer or an engineer at least to get me through the program. I mean, this is, this is just nuts. And in response to all of this, we have Trump that designates Antifa a terrorist organization, or will be doing that. And the people that don't see Antifa as Actually, they don't see Antifa for what it is, which is an organization funded by international interests that use minorities as cover to summarily get their transnational goals pushed through into the United States. They're outraged that President Trump, the fascist, the Nazi, the Putin rube, is designating Antifa as a terrorist organization. They should be. There's nothing wrong with standing up for your rights. There's nothing wrong with exercising anything in the Bill of Rights or the Constitution or anything else like that, regardless of color, regardless of religion, of gender, whichever of the 72 genders you'd like to choose from nowadays... There's nothing wrong with any of that. But I do have a problem with transnational interests, billionaires, creating discord within the United States, using people that have had their own struggles for hundreds of years as the cover. That I have a problem with. I have a huge problem with that because it has nothing to do with women's rights or African-American rights. And it has nothing to do with any of that. It has everything to do with a political agenda, and they are just the cover for it. And that is despicable. Despicable. And people like Joe Biden supporting something like that, supporting an international effort to overthrow a government in the United States, that's reprehensible. That's disgusting. I don't care if you are pro or anti-Trump. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with something called the rule of law. Hey, that's it for me. It's 9.56 and a half. Up next, you've got to listen to it. And it's coming up. It's not just college sports. Holy cow, I've been wrong this whole time. It's all sports. It's the sports section. So sit tight for another three minutes because you're going to be regaled with brilliance and cutting-edge commentary 
involving everything athletic right here on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM. Well, it's Sunday night. You know what time it is. Time for the 